It's Tuesday, July 20th, and you've got Oz in your ears. I'm Yeri Jero, the host of America's world-class web game, Empire Jeopardy! Today's contestants, he's a vertical urban farmer from battered Washington. Meet Jack Browndart. How's it going, Jack? It's growing, Mr. Jero. Up and up and up. He's the commander of former intelligence in Syncom Dread Sent AFPAC in Hintsville, Arkansas. Meet Lieutenant Colonel Butter Braunschweig. Colonel, what is Syncom Dread Sent AFPAC? Well, I wasn't in long enough to find that out, Yuri. She's a loan denier for Windjammer Gogol in Jockey Shorts, Illinois. Meet Swendaloo Zimmer. Working hard, Swendaloo? Saying no is becoming a real growth business, Mr. Joe. Well, the rules are as simple as our contestants. Win two and we talk. Lose two and you walk. Tie and you try again next time. Here we go. 221,943,567. What's a number large enough to confuse people? Uh, what is the cost of a B1 stealth fuselage? What is the number of barrels of oil that BP has spilled into the Gulf as of an hour ago? One for you, Jack. I see you stay on top of things. Okay, here we go again. Hiding billions of dollars of debt by not selling what you don't want until you get it back. What is window dressing? That was fast, Swindaloo. Easy. I used to date one of the Lehman brothers when I worked at B of A. Well, we're down to it now. Swindaloo and Jack, maybe we talk. But a Braunschweig, maybe you walk. Yeah. Here it is. Red cloak for breakfast. What's the latest gluten-free diet? What is taking an early meeting with the cardinal? What is the Hopi symbol of the cataclysmic purification of America? Bingo! <laughs> yeah, we talked about it all the time at Dreadset. Well, you get to talk some more about it because you tied it up and you'll all be back next time on Empire Jeopardy! I'll bring a PowerPoint with me. Welcome to Radio Free Oz. Another beautiful day and more good news. Glenn Beck isn't president yet. But I'm still your host, Peter Bergman, and our co-host is still the lovable David Osmond. Hey, Pete. Nice to be here, as always, on this beautiful day. But, uh, you know, I think Sheriff Axehandle is outside. All right. Before we bring in the axe, yeah, people yeah. say, what's up with Sheriff Axehandle? Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's the sheriff of, of, of Island County, and uh, we bring him on because people are so so into thinking globally. We're doing all this news to people all over the world, and it's, it's you know, it's globe, globe, globe. Let's if we're going to get crazy, let's get crazy locally, right? Let's get down. I certainly agree with that, Pete. There you go, Pete, Sheriff. And I've decided you can call me Luger, which is oh. my first name instead of Sheriff Axe Handler. I like to just call me Luger. For Luger, now. you Would got you do it. That? You got oh, it. All right. Yes. Say okay, it's... Luger, what's what's up? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, back then, on it was uh, about a couple of weeks ago, uh, on June 29th, a man found a, a diamond necklace in his car right there yeah. on Fish Road. I mean, just opened his car and there's a diamond necklace. Diamond necklace right on the seat. Called oh. the sheriff immediately. Fairies. Fairies yeah, oh, and owls. I think so. I think so. Now, here's a suspicious one. A woman said her boyfriend just drove past and was throwing beer bottles out the window at her. Oh, wrong boyfriend. Wrong boyfriend. I, we told her that. We said, you get get yourself a new boyfriend, miss. Uh, you're going to no be in names, real trouble. Please. No, no names, please. No names, Luger. Well, here's here's one that has a, has a follow-up to it. At 324... 
uh, a woman on Harbor Sands Excuse Lane. Excuse me, 3.24 yeah. a.m. or and This is p.m. No, it's afternoon. It's an afternoon story. Uh, yeah. We had two men on duty that day, that yeah. time of day. A woman on Harbor Sands Lane wanted to ask about noise regulations. She said her husband rides a motorcycle to work, and the neighbor is complaining to her that it is too loud. She wants to make sure they are within her legal rights. Now, I, I don't know what they got told. Because we had to let our lawyers look at that. Just plain sheriff can't determine what the law is. So, uh, uh, But two days later, <laughs> a woman complained about a neighbor on Harbor Sands Lane who starts his motorcycle every morning at 4 a.m. Well, that that's too much. That's, yeah, I, not against the law, but it sure as hell is early. Well, I think you should talk to him, really, you know, and, and explain yeah. to him that, you know, the sands in your little hourglass has not yet fully, you know, gone the other side. And if they don't listen, take some of the sands from your hourglass and put it in his gas tank of his that's motorcycle. A, that's a very good idea. I like that. Uh, you know, another, another one, uh, a, a caller said an eagle was swooping down near a deer on Highway uh, 20. 525 Mutiny Bay Road, and drivers were swerving to avoid hitting the low-flying bird. Oh, my. No respect for automobiles. I'll tell you, those eagles, they'll come and take your top right off. They'll get them them angry and riled up. Uh, Here's here's another suspicious sequence of events. Residents went to retrieve their mail on Sills Road and discovered that their mailbox was missing. And then a woman on Stats Drive said her mailbox was missing. And then only a few minutes later, road signs right there at Sills Road and Stats Drive were were moved across the street. And I think it has to do with crop circles. It is. Something like that. It's crop circles and drunk kids. But finally, finally, and I don't know really what to make of this. I bet you don't. It it reminds me of one of those... um, well, I won't say dirty songs, but uh, they were they were kind of suggestive songs that uh, we used to sing. I there suggest you just move it along. The VFW. Here. <laughs> uh, well, a man said he inadvertently left his dinghy in Holmes Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to watch where you leave your dinghy when you're on Whitby Island. <laughs> See you, Pete. Gay rights advocates have scored a major victory. As a federal judge in Boston ruled that the Defense of Marriage Act, one of my least favorite acts and one of the most unnecessary pieces of legislation, a measure Congress passed in 1996 to prevent the federal government from recognizing same-sex marriage, the judge says it's unconstitutional. Judge Joseph Tauro said the federal government essentially had no business seeking to regulate marriage rules, which he said have traditionally been the exclusive province of the states. Quote, the government's argument assumes that Congress has some interest in a uniform definition of marriage for purposes of determining federal rights, benefits, and privileges. There is no such interest, Tower wrote in a ruling on a pair of lawsuits challenging the anti-gay marriage law known as DOMA, D-O-M-A. Importantly, the passage of DOMA marks the first time that the federal government has ever attempted to legislatively mandate a uniform federal definition of marriage or any other core concept of domestic relations for that matter. He says Congress undertook this classification for the one purpose that lies entirely outside of legislative bounds, to disadvantage a group which it disapproves. And such a classification the Constitution clearly will not permit. I like this man. The Justice Department has no immediate comment on the rulings, but lawyers on various sides of the issue say it was it was a certainty that the government will appeal and likely that the case will reach the Supreme Court. Oh, 
the poor Justice Department, most of the new hires, the, the people that have come to Obama's West Wing, and a hefty compliment of the veterans don't like DOMA. And now they're going to have to go to court to defend it because, well, that's their job. Nevertheless, a plaintiff in one of the suits hailed the decision as a major advance for same-sex couples. I'm so happy I can't even put it into words, said Nancy Gill, a postal employee seeking health benefits for her female spouse. I couldn't in my wildest dreams see how anybody could deny us. It, it just never seemed fair to me that I could be married and not be treated like a married couple by my employer. A conservative group, the Family Research Council, the brainchild of the Antichrist, James Dobson, said it was confident that Taro's decision would be overturned. It's going to be a tough one for the Supreme Court. My guess, they won't. Uh, They won't overturn the decision. I think DOMA is dead. It was originally sponsored by Representative Bob Barr. Uh, as part of a response to fears that same-sex marriage would be legalized in Hawaii, which it wasn't. DOMA passed the House 342 to 67 in the Senate, 85 to 14, and President Bill Clinton signed the measure into law just two months before his re-election. So, only 57 reps and 14 senators had the sand to stand up to the Christian Ayatollahs, and Bubba Bill was too distracted to do the right thing. Why am I not surprised? Here's another one about the folly called the Republican Party. Why do I spend so much time talking about the Republican Party and all of its all of its wing nuts? Because they're constantly showing us what <laughs> what the extremes of, of 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 bad politics can be. The Democrats they have their problems, but they're busy at work trying to solve things, and the Republicans are coming up with these like empty, stupid plans that keep coming a cropper. And I believe that before the midterms, people are finally going to figure out who they are and who they aren't. See, according to uh, Talking Points memo, Republicans have tried time and again to cast themselves as more than a disloyal minority, introducing policy ideas, rebranding efforts, and other gimmicks. All of them have quickly fizzled and been swept into the dustbin, never to be mentioned again. Oh, Whether this latest effort stands the test of time or not, we'll talk about that in a second, is an open question. But with this in mind, here's a highlight reel of failed Republican Renaissance ideas. And these are all fairly recent. The first we'll call, or they called, The Change You Deserve. This one goes back more than two years when the slim Democratic majority in Congress was going toe-to-toe on a daily basis with the Bush administration, and Republicans were in freefall. Republican leadership created a new message— Change you deserve. Through our change you deserve, House Republicans will offer real solutions for the challenges they confront every day, read a memo sent to Republican House members of the time. Sadly, it turned out change you deserve was the registered marketing slogan for the antidepressant Effector XR. Republicans were pummeled in a landslide election later that year. (laughs) I don't think there's anything anti-depressing about the Republicans. You have to take anti-depressings just to think about them. Okay, number two, hip-hop GOP. Michael Steele took a stab at creating a new GOP. Quote, we want to convey that the modern-day GOP looks like the conservative party that stands on principle, Steele told the Washington Times, but... We want to apply them to urban, suburban, hip-hop settings. I love this man. 
He's such a goofball, but but he is, he's a kind of a charming goofball, suburban hip hop GOP. Now there's a musical there and a reminder that the Republicans have saddled themselves with a true eccentric in Michael drill, baby drill steel. Here's the guy who kind of like, he's a bit of an idiot savant. He actually speaks from time to time, or maybe all the time, what's on his mind. Uh, can't win the war in Afghanistan. True, he said it. Everybody else in the party is probably thinking it, but he says it. All right, so what about this this new uh, hip-hop GOP? It will be avant-garde, technically, Steele posited. What? Avant-garde, technically? It will come to the table with things that will surprise everyone. Off the hook. He's beginning to sound like Alvin the Man Green. For good measure, I won't do cutting edge. That's what Democrats are doing. We're going beyond cutting edge. And then he stomped off to take cool pictures with his interns. I'm not doing cutting edge. I'm going beyond cutting edge. You go, Michael.